Hey, my loves, you're listening to The Gift of Gabby. So today's episode, we're going to be talking about um, when people want to connect to you, but not with you. Basically, we're going to be outlining what it means for uh, people who want to claim you but don't want to put in the work and effort to maintain a relationship with you. So we're talking about going beyond, you know, posting pictures of people on your social media just to brag and say that you know them. But we're talking about the foundation of what a healthy and supportive relationship actually looks like. So... I'm just going to hop right into it. I have been talking about this with some close friends for um, quite some time. I mean, even back in 2019, you know how you just peep certain things and um, whether it's being done to you or you peep it being done to someone that you're close with or someone you value. I think that this is going to be a fun topic to discuss. I invite you to chime in on Twitter and Instagram. Follow me at Trap Formations and just chime in. Make sure you hashtag episode three. Uh, and yeah. So, I'm going to hop right in, like I said. If we're going to be talking about how to build and maintain healthy relationships with the people that we value, then I think we need to outline the different types of relationships. So, I'm going to do that for y'all. The first one, which is, of course, my favorite, is a friend. What is a friend? What does it look like? What does it smell like? What does it taste like? Well, it's pretty simple. A friend is someone that shows you unconditional love, and they're not judgmental of anything that you're doing, but they will hold you accountable if they see you acting out of character. But this is also somebody who holds a vulnerable space for you to express yourself. Um, You know, when you have those days where you just want to talk to somebody who understands you, that's a friend because you've now let them in um, to understand your emotional space and your emotional process, your thinking process, and really just how you deal and cope with things. Your friend knows how to basically lift you up. They know what you need to hear whether you like it or not, and they're always going to support and give honest feedback. Lastly, this is something I must stress, and I cannot stress it enough, a friend is someone who is never threatened by your success, okay? This is a person that's showing up to graduations or showing up to your event or whatever, and, you know, they're, they're not jealous of you, but they're there genuinely to support you. So that is what a true friend looks like. For some of y'all out there, y'all like, well, duh, that's self-explanatory. But for those out there who have never experienced what a true friend looks like, I'm here to tell you that it's all of those things. And you'll know when it's real because um, they're not going to seem like they want something from you. When they show up to support you, it's going to be genuine, not so um, they can just take a picture with you and be like, hey, I was here. No, the picture might not even be posted for another month. 
And don't get me wrong, it's nothing wrong with posting your friends, but I, I look at intention. And if you're going to support me, then I want to know that you're doing that, not just to, um, you know, basically claim my status and prestige. You know, be there for me, be present, be whole, um, and show up for me, and, you know, really be engaged with the moment. So that's a friend. The next relationship type that I want to talk about is your colleagues. Now, a colleague is somebody who may work with you or you may have similar work interests or professional interests. This is someone who typically runs in the same professional circle as you as well. Um, a colleague, you would typically have like strict boundaries. You know, there won't be much interaction between you all outside of professional duties, but when you are in the same professional space, the relationship is healthy. Y'all have no problem with being in the same room together, and you can easily collaborate on um, tasks without the fear of them sabotaging you. Woo child. I feel like I can talk about that in a whole different episode, but I'm going to keep it positive, and I'm going to keep it um, light today. So... If y'all want me to go into what that looks like, let me know. But I will not entertain um, some people that's not even in my lane, okay? Anyway, so that's what a colleague looks like. Now, I want to talk about a mentor. A mentor is just such a beautiful relationship. A mentor can blossom into a friend. A mentor can blossom into um, really anything you want a sister, a brother, whatever, a mentor um, is so precious to me. And when I talk about this, I want y'all to really pay attention. So a a mentor is someone whose um, tender love and care is the foundation of the relationship. This person is a natural nurturing spirit. They are attentive and intuitive to your needs. And Um, They can see things in you that you may not see in yourself. Um, A mentor is also someone that you may shadow in a personal or professional journey. So say you have an interest in learning how to uh, plan events or you want to be uh, become a doctor or something like that or you want to become a um, entrepreneur or something like that. This person will understand that you have those interests and they will take you along their journey so that you can see, you know, the do's and don'ts, learn, you know, um, what failure looks like, what success looks like, things like that. Somebody who's going to share their journey with you. A mentor is also someone that you admire and you may aspire to be like. This is not somebody that you want to basically copycat, but this is somebody whose work ethic and values and, um, you know, traits you basically want to embody. They model ethical behavior that you wish to um, sharpen. And lastly, a mentor is typically typically a long-term relationship, completely informal and transparent. The mentors that I have in my life, we kiki, we turn up, we cut up, and we also know, you know, when it's time to um, get business done that you know, we can do that and walk away and feel super magical and be like, we did that. So that's what a mentor looks like. Now, a coach is a little similar, but a coach is typically somebody who 
is like typically on the go. And so um, I would say the difference between a coach and a mentor is like, I know I can, I can get one of my mentors on the phone and we can talk on the phone for like an hour maybe. But a coach is somebody who like, you know, like they gotta, you gotta text them and they'll hit you back or you gotta email them and they hit you back, they'll hit you back. Um, and when you do wanna talk to them, you know, you might gotta set up a little Skype meeting or something like that to get on their schedule. Um, a mentor and a coach is not really, you know, one is not better than the other. It's just that person's lifestyle looks a little different. And like I said, with the mentor, you've built this long-term relationship. So they have no problem like picking up the phone and talking to you for 30 minutes to an hour. Whereas a coach is like, you're still building the relationship and they, um, you know, just being honest, it may not be, um, a long-term relationship it may just be some type of short-term thing they know you have a certain goal and they see that they have a skill set that'll help you reach it so this is typically somebody who's going to help you sharpen a specific skill set skill set and then they're going to coach you along the way they're going to focus solely on your development keep it real give honest feedback and they're not going to sugarcoat anything so that's what a coach is when we talk about the next relationship type, I want y'all to um, kind of imagine somebody like this in your life. Um, the type of re relationship that I'm talking about is a sponsor. No, I'm not talking about somebody who can pay your bills or can slide you some money when you need to, you know, do a business venture. Is that an option? Sure, but I'm not specifically talking about monetary support. I'm talking about um, a sponsor who can mention your name at tables that you wish to sit at. So this is somebody who knows or sees what you're doing in your professional, personal, personal um, field, and they're able to go into these different spaces and bring your name up and kind of brag on you a little bit and offer opportunities that you might not have known of because you're not in that circle yet. So they can kind of bring you into the circle. This like, for me, like as a black woman, I see this as like my cool ass auntie or something like that. Like, that's how I see it. Um, also, a sponsor can be your reference on job applications or really anything, depending on what your goal is at the time and what you're aspiring to, but they can definitely vouch for you. And then lastly, for a sponsor, this is somebody who just generally supports your dream. They don't have to, you know, be at your graduation and do all the hugs and kisses and things like that. But when you see them, like, they show you love, they show you respect, and they'll put their name on you. So that's what a sponsor looks like. So those were the... Um, types of relationships that I wanted to talk about first because I don't think we can understand how to build and maintain these healthy relationships unless we understand the different types of relationships that we're talking about first. So uh, moving right along to building and maintaining relationships, I think that, you know, just to keep it a stack, a band, whatever, that communication is the foundation of building and maintaining relationships. I like somebody that can be honest with me and I can be honest with them. Um, now, starting out when I was younger, was this my um, was this my train of thought? No, 
I mean, I was young, doing crazy stuff. So there are some relationships where I wasn't always honest, but over the years and over, you know, um, time, building and maintaining these relationships, we were able to um, forgive one another, apologize for what we did wrong, and move forward. So if you are in that stage right now where you're seeing that you're not um, being as good as you should to people in your life, then that's fine. But I'm hoping that you can get something out of today's episode that will help you kind of hold yourself accountable, do some type of heart check to help you move past some of the things or learn behaviors that you um, are just perpetuating and you know are toxic, but you want to change them. And so the first one, like I said, is communication. Face-to-face conversations have taken me a long way, especially when um, misunderstandings occur. Because, you know, it's very easy to just get mad at somebody and be like, "Mm, I'm cutting them off, whatever, blocked, and whatever. (laughs) But it's like, come on now, could this have been resolved in a face-to-face conversation? Of course. Now, if this person is across the world in a different state or whatever, then obviously distance won't allow for a face-to-face um, conversation to occur. However, we got FaceTime, we got, um, oh, excuse me, we got FaceTime, we got Skype, we got Zoom, we have all these tools. So I would definitely encourage people to um, utilize those things to communicate with people because, you know, it just says a lot. It, it says to the people that you value that you are willing to Stop what you're doing in the day and acknowledge them, hear them out, and express whatever it is that you have to get off your chest, whether it's good or whether it's bad. So that's my first thing, face-to-face communication. And by the way, this is coming from somebody who absolutely used to despise FaceTime. I would answer FaceTime and just set the phone down. And it's just like, I don't know, I'm lazy. Like, I just don't want to hold the phone. But I know that, like, when it's time to have a real conversation that, I will, you know, bite the bullet and do what I got to do. Um, I also bought a tripod because, y'all, I told you I'm lazy. I don't like holding the phone, but that also helps. Get a tripod for your iPhone. Um, but, yeah, communication, face-to-face um, discussions, and if you can't do that, definitely use it your, um, technolo- your technology, um, the tools through technology to have those face-to-face conversations. Um, also, I would say calling to check in on people is super important, especially when you don't want something. Like, don't just be hitting people up because you want some advice or you need them to um, write you a letter of recommendation or you need them to, I don't know, just like, don't be that type of person. Like, if a person see your name and they be like, oh, what this girl want or what this dude want, like, that's how you know you need to switch some things up and you need to repair this relationship because obviously you are being a leech, pretty much. You're sucking the life out of people. So just keeping it real, like check in on people even when you don't want something. And it don't have to be a super long, drawn out conversation. If you awkward like me and I'm like, oh, what are we going to talk about? Everybody know the conversation gonna start. Hey, how you doing? What you been up to? What you? What's good with you? What's going on over there with you? Keep it real. All you know is job. Da 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 da. Family doing good. Ask them how they doing. If you are spiritual like me, um, I definitely like praying for people. So, I mean, 
if the conversation does go to that and somebody that I'm checking up on is like, yeah, I'm actually going through X, Y, Z right now, then I'm always down for for a prayer. Like, okay, well, you want to pray about that? That's just the type of person I am. And, you know, you may um, have been like that one thing that, that they needed to hear today and you just being conscious of this relationship that you're valuing um, and calling to check in on them is going to say way more than you just calling to invite them to your event. Oh, that's my biggest pet peeve. I don't want to hear from you only when you're doing something. Like, like check on me. Ask me how I'm doing because I'm going to do the same for you. That's just how I am. Um, and also, I will have two more things about communication, and these are, like, my huge, like, these are almost my pet peeves. It's like my main thing is when you're communicating with people that you value, saying thank you will take you a long way. Those are my two favorite words. I don't care if you, if we in the same meeting room and we at a conference or something like that, and I just ask you for a pen and paper, I don't care. I'm going to tell you thank you. Or even if you did something huge and amazing for me, I'm going to tell you thank you. And the way I say thank you is very different. Every time it's going to be something different. I don't care if it's me. Um, you know, doing something simple like shouting you out on social media or giving you a thank you card in person or, you know, doing you a favor in exchange for something you did for me or, you know, some way to lighten the person's load. Like, the way I show love is very different, but, like, anybody that knows me knows that I'm going to always say thank you. And some people be like, why are you saying thank you? Like, this is what I'm supposed to do. And it's like, you don't have to, though. Like, nobody in the world owes you anything. So the fact that you are showing me this love or, you know, you did whatever, like, I'm definitely going to say thank you to you. My last thing is pertaining to text messaging. This is something I have been working on, but this is also something that we all need to be mindful of. If somebody is texting you, whether it's to say hi or to bring up a random memory or, you know, just to check in on you or whatever, you should be replying. Like, it's so rude just to ghost somebody. And one of my mentors um, told me this back in the day. His name is um, um, Muhammad Rakib. And I met him when I was in, like, middle school, and he specializes in, like, women and male empowerment presentations. And so we would talk all the time. I would shout him out on Facebook and be like, I appreciate you so much. But when he called me or when he texts me, I would ghost him and not reply or I wouldn't call back. And he got me together one day. He was like, you know, that's really rude. I'm sitting here calling and texting you and you're not replying. Like, you need to be a better steward of the relationships that you value. You know, you say you appreciate me on Facebook, but when I hit you up, you are nowhere to be found. And that was a hard pill for me to swallow because when he, like, if you know this man, the way he talks, he's he really talked like Samuel L. Jackson. So it come out really aggressive, but I knew in the bottom of my heart, in the back of my mind, he meant well. He was coming from a genuine place. And so, like I said, I'm still working on this because sometimes I may have 45 text messages and people are like, why you ain't reply to me yet? And I'm like, okay, I could get this excuse, but I'm just going to keep it real. I didn't see it yet. I apologize. But when they call, you know, I'm answering the phone, which is how I know that they text me. So it's like, just be a good steward of the relationship. Um, show the people that are reaching out to you that you value them. Even if, um, you know, y'all don't see or talk to each other all the time, 
when their name pops up on your phone, make sure that you are responding. Because I hate seeing this on Facebook when somebody passes, they like, dang, I was meaning to call you, or dang, I was meaning to reach out. It's like, okay, well, so we don't have to experience that regret. Let's just, you know, reach out to each other and let's just talk to each other. So, I'm done, I'm off my tangent about communication. But I really wanted to stress that, because that's so important. Because I would hate for somebody to be on social media like, oh, I love you, da 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 but you don't even call me, or you know what I'm saying? So, okay, I'm gonna move on. Anyway, the next thing I wanna talk about is showing support in the different types of that, or you know, the different forms of support. The biggest one that I think is so obvious is, of course, you know, showing support in the form of um, physical presence. If distance allows, again, if somebody's across the world, then you obviously can't do that. But if you can show up for somebody, do it. It's, It's just that simple. If you can show up for somebody, do it. Be there. Even if you can't be there the whole time, you know, just go for as long as your time allows and make sure you communicate to them so they don't look up and be like, oh, you didn't come. Um, If you gotta take a picture for for proof, then do that as well. But definitely show up for people. And this extends even, um, this extends even past like personal relationships. When you are in a demanding career like mine, I work in higher education, so I work at a college and I feel like I work around the clock, basically 24-7, and with me being so young, sometimes I feel like I'm missing out on a lot of things with my friends, but I also know that those sacrifices are going to propel my career forward later down the line. And so if there's something I can't show up to for my friends, then I'm going to FaceTime them. Like, it's just that simple. Like, if I can't be at your birthday trip, I'm going to FaceTime you. I'm going to take a shot with you over FaceTime, whatever. Or even at work, like if I know I cannot be there physically, I'm gonna be like, okay, well, is there something I can do beforehand to show you that I that I support or whatever? Can I help you set up? Da 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 da. Very very simple. Also, the freest form of support is reposting and sharing on social media. Hello, people. It does not cost you any money and barely any time to press share or retweet or whatever. Like, there's nothing being taken away from you um, by promoting somebody else's success. Like, there's nothing. Like, your value does not decrease by saying, oh, um, you know, support my homie or go to that event or whoop de womp Like, nothing is taken away from you. So just show that support. Like, stop being... Stop being petty, basically. Because I know people who be like, nah, I ain't going to share that because I'm, I'm trying to do that same event in a month. Okay, mom. So what? It's the same idea. It's going to be different execution. Still support your homie. Okay? So simple. Um, The next type of... um, Or the next thing you could do to build and maintain your relationships, excuse me, is contributing or contributing to um, your friends' causes, um, their thinking and creative processes, and things of that nature. So contributing to these things for me looks like having just straight think tanks with my friends. Like there'll be times where I'll call my friends on FaceTime 
or we'll all like two-way each other on the phone or something like that and we'll just straight talk about all our ideas that we're trying to execute for the year or whatever in the next coming months and it really helps because they're able to give me honest feedback um and i know and trust that my friends will not steal my ideas so we may need to pause and kind of elaborate on that if you notice that when you are talking to one of your friends about an idea or an event that you want to do or something that you want to execute and they're like oh i was thinking about doing that too da, 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 da. and you see they're trying to start picking your brain for their own um fulfillment or their own gain then you need to have an honest and transparent conversation with them because they are exhibiting some narcissistic attributes like they're turning the conversation that you initially started about yourself excuse me onto them and they're trying to make the focus them and for me that's the issue because if i'm talking to you about something that i'm trying to execute i want your full attention and i want your um your feedback I don't want you to be like, oh, I was thinking about doing that for me, da 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 and you sitting here taking my ideas. Then I look up a month later, and you got a flyer posted that's basically my idea. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I had to talk about that. I had to bring that up. If you feel touched, that's your problem. I'm really not here to spare any feelings today on this episode, but my main, like I said, my main intention is to um, discuss how we can maintain these relationships so that y'all not just out here looking thirsty like saying oh yeah that's my friend that's my homie but you can't even go to that event and they acknowledge you you just basically doing anything for clout just so you can say you know this person like I don't want them type of relationships I really don't I want somebody to be able to acknowledge me when I show up to something show me love and I can genuinely say I'm happy for them so yeah, um, that's what contributing to their causes looks like. Um, these think tanks, brainstorming, whatever you want to call it, um, with your friends or whoever, the relationship type that we discussing or that you are experiencing at the time for that um, particular um, that particular goal that you want to reach. Um, I will also say, like I said, those conference calls with trusted counsel is also important. I know if I have an idea, then I'm going to call, you know, maybe my my mentor, then I'm going to call my coach, and I'm going to call a sponsor just to get different types of feedback. And if they all are pretty much syncing up, then uh, I'm going to be like, okay, it's a go. Another person that I definitely confide in is my mother because she has, like, a very dope outlook on life. For some reason, every time my mama is reading something or listening to something, whether it's church-related or business-related, it's always aligned with what I am planning. So I think that's super dope. I think that that's God, like, continuing to build our relationship. So I definitely always reach out to my mom. So if you do have that relationship with your mom or a family member, definitely continue to nurture that. And never forget to thank your, your mom or whoever, your father, aunt, whoever that may be in your life, never forget to show them love because it's so easy to get on social media and, you know, shout out all these other people that came into your life later down the line when it's like you also got to show love to the person that literally gave you life. So I would just throw that out there as well. So um, up next, I definitely want to talk about how to manage your expectations. This is something I learned um, you know, as I just continue to blossom and grow as an adult woman, 
I used to be so scared of letting people down by telling them no. Like, they'll invite me to something. I'm like, oh, well, I don't want to, you know, make them mad by saying no, or I don't want to um, disappoint them if I can't make it. And it's like, then when I get there, I'm probably going to be late because I didn't want to come, or I'm not going to be fully present because I'm sitting here trying to do so many other things that I know I should have just managed the expectations from the, from, um, the jump and said you know, I won't be able to make it or whatever, whatever. So here's a ex uh, definition of what managing your expectations looks like. It basically means um, something you can do or some type of action you can take to prevent disappointment by stating in advance what can realistically be achieved or delivered. So the number one thing is being honest. If you can't make it to someone's event then you need to call or text them in advance. If if their event is like on a Friday or Saturday and you know for sure Sunday that you can't make it, then you need to call them Sunday so they're not waiting all week. And then Saturday at 8 o'clock, you're like, oh, see, sorry, I didn't make it. The event is over. You didn't made a man now. You just ghosted them. That's so rude. Now, if you're waiting on a definite answer, like do the work or something like that, trying to switch your schedule around, cool. But say that, like, hey, I saw your invite. Let me get back with you once I get some more information on what my work schedule going to look like for the weekend. You may hear from me last minute, but I'm definitely going to reach out. Boom. That way they can go about their life and know that you're not trying to snake them or whatever. Like, just be honest. So, um, yeah, just reach out to them in advance, call or text. Calling is always best, but if they too busy to answer, just send them a text message. That's a, a trail, a paper trail that you did reach out. So can't nobody say, well, you didn't, you didn't text me or da-da-da-da. Nope, I did, sis. Try again. So, yeah, keep it a band. And when you do reach out, like I said, give them a real reason. People think that... Um, you know, you got to have some long, drawn-out lie. Like, I know people that make up some crazy stuff like, oh, I couldn't come because, oh, my granny was in the hospital. Da -da 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 -da. And I'm just like, your granny is not. Because then they end up telling themselves, telling on themselves later down the line, like, like months later, like, oh, um, yeah, I remember this one day I had did X, Y, Z, and da-da-da-da. And it's like, oh, that happens to be the same weekend I invited you to my event. And they just on the other side of the phone looking stuck, like, you didn't have to lie, but okay. So, yeah, keep it a band. And when you give a reason, like, don't feel bad for your reason. I'm not saying explain yourself to these um, to people, but like I said, just keep it honest. If you need to catch up on some self-care because you feel like you've been neglecting yourself this past week or month, then say that. Nobody's going to get mad. Or, you know, if you have a major deadline that you need to buckle down on, say that. Or you need to spend time with your family. Or you haven't been the best girlfriend or boyfriend to bay and you promised them a date night this weekend. Okay, just say that. Like I said, don't leave people out to dry and wondering because then you're going to look bad and people won't be able to take your word for it. Also, something that I learned is very helpful is when you know you're not going to be there, can you offer some type of support in your absence to support them? So, for instance, it'll it'll sound like, so I'm sorry I won't be there Friday, but how can I support you before then? 
if it's as simple as just reposting the link or the flyer, do that. If it's something as simple as donating a case of water, then do that, if you can. If it's something as simple as, I don't know, um, helping them set up like the day before, then do that. Just like, you know, offer. And don't offer in hopes that they be like, no, I'm good. No, offer because you really can show up and be present for them. The last thing I want to talk about when it comes to building and maintaining these relationships is lifting as you climb. What does that look like? I see this so often, and thankfully I see it um, in all of my relationships from friends, mentors, coaches, sponsors, even colleagues. People have always been so generous to me and gracious and, and, you know, and thoughtful by inviting me to either meet somebody that they value as well and the introduction be so lit. They be like, no matter what level of the, of the relationship it is, it's like, if I'm this person's mentee, they're like, oh, this is my mentee. She cold. I wanted y'all to meet each other because y'all remind me of each other. Y'all both bosses. I'm like, oh, my gosh, thank you. Or if it's like a friend, like, this is my friend. I wanted you to meet her because, or him because both of y'all, y'all goofy, y'all funny, y'all so positive. You know what I'm saying? I really, really appreciate that people can see the light in me to where they want to connect me with other lights in their life. And it's just like a whole circle of lit people. Like, I love that. So if you are wanting that in your life, do start doing that for other people. Because what people tend to think is that, if I introduce my one dope friend to this other dope friend, then they're going to start liking each other and I'm going to get left out. No, I need you to value yourself a little more and just see it as you connect in two beautiful people so that y'all all can become a beautiful circle. And it's going to continue growing. Always think of who can you bring into the circle. Um, because, again, you know, lifting as you climb rewards uh, reward people with so many different opportunities. Um, and experiences that they may have not known about because they weren't connected to who you're connected to. So don't think of it as you losing out on something, but you're gaining something. And so is the person that you value. They're also gaining something, whether it's relationship or an opportunity.